Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Shalom, everybody. Hello to everybody. Friends, I think we all can agree that 2021 has had a varied array of experiences. There have been some experiences that have left us in amazement, and there have been some experiences that we wish we could erase. But yet through it all, God's been present. And so we continue today discussing what it means to begin with the end in mind. Last week, we spoke about remembering God's invitation to eternity. We all have that desire to want to know what is going on in that which is greater than us. But yet in the first Sunday of the year, we talked about if we were going to begin with the end in mind, we must what? Remember our creator, that's God. So today we take the third step in the right direction today by beginning with the end in mind, but specifically speaking about this great reminder that God does provide. And so friends, as we kick this off and go right directly into deep water today, I must admit something to you. Come a little closer, turn your volume up. Here's the truth. I have a tendency to question God when I should trust God more. If you're like me, hit the like button. If you're like me, type amen. I question God when situations don't turn out for the best as quickly as I would desire them to. I question God when I experience rejection and when other people experience acceptance. I question God when I don't receive the grades I want or the response I desired, or here's the truth, even when the scale does not match the sweat drops given out on a given week. I know y'all. In my times of waiting and frustration, I admit it's extremely challenging for me to remember that God provides. Instead, I become frantic and anxious. And if you're like me, again, you hit that like button or just type amen. Let me know that I'm not alone, friends, because truth be told, I know this. Many of us choose anxiousness instead of the almighty. And yet today, the truth teller Isaiah has come in ancient form in a contemporary manner to step on all of our toes to remind us today that God specializes in providing for all of God's children. Friends, if we are going to begin with the end in mind, we do well to keep the hymn and the gospel song God specializes in our minds. The lyrics go something like this. God specializes in things thought impossible and he will do what no other, no other power but holy power can do. Friends, I need you to remember this from the beginning right now. Don't forget it. Remember, God provides. 
This reminder of God providing for all creation is something that Isaiah reminds all of Israel. He reminds them of this during a less than ideal time, a time that's full of oppression, a time that's full of declining and just a dark time. And yet this truth teller Isaiah, he reminds them that God is continued light in darkness. Isaiah reminds them that God is water in a desert. He's hope for the hopeless. God is even food for those who are hungry. And so today, if we are going to remember that God provides, it's not enough to offer a general blanket statement God provides, but we need it to be specific to us. And what's so awesome about God is that God has a way of uniquely providing for each and every one of us, no matter our situation. Well, friends, in the text, it teaches us specifically what God provides beginning in verses 16 through 17. We notice that God provides miracles. Friends, there is no single word in all of scripture that captures and characterizes exactly what a miracle is. Miracles are a blend of sorts that leave us in awe of the greatness of God. We wreck our minds wondering when, how, why, why would God do such things? And the only identifiable reason that we find is because God loves all of God's children. Friends, we observe miracles in many ways. We observe miracles such as abnormal strength given to others. We notice God placing his super on our natural as God blesses in abundance and sustains the life of those sleeping in air conditioned and heat giving houses and even those who sleep under the bridges of our city. However, miracles also prove to all of creation that there is someone greater, that there is someone supervising and providing for us all. There's someone who's bigger than the moment of discomfort. There's someone who's bigger than the passing of time. I love it how gift Gugu Mona describes what a miracle is. She says that the mercy of God enables us to experience miracles despite any obstacles along the way. Boy, oh boy has Israel experienced many obstacles along the way. These obstacles lead them directly in need of a great miracle by the grand architect by the name of God. You see, Israel's sins and destructive actions have led the prophet to pronounce to Israel God's judgment on them. Listen, y'all, this is not God's mad at you. That's it, period. We'll throw it away. No, This truth teller Isaiah pronounces God's judgment on God's behalf to God's people for 39 chapters. Y'all, that's like a whole Netflix show. (laughs) If you binge watch about five of them, friends, 39 chapters, it is not an uplifting text. He's telling them that God is angry. God is not pleased. God is really upset by how Israel has turned their backs and their backs to God. After these thought-provoking words and pronouncements, the book pivots a bit. It pivots Godward for the telling of more than a few grand miracles. I want you to listen to Isaiah's words in verses 16 through 17. This truth teller of ancient and old says, Thus says the Lord, 
who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man. They will lie down together and not rise again. They have been quenched and extinguished like a wick. Friends, miracles are all up in and through these two verses. You see, Isaiah reminds them of the one true God who is an excellent miracle worker. Isaiah takes Israel right down memory lane, reminding them of how God caused the sea to part for it to stand up and for them to walk across the sea on dry ground. He reminds them of what happens in Exodus chapter 14, how God provided and provided miracles of deliverance by bringing down Pharaoh and his strong and mighty army. And now Isaiah speaks to Israel in the midst of present difficulties and oppression, reminding them that God is a miracle worker. Friends, this rings true to us today, even in the midst of a grand and tumultuous 2021. You see, every now and then we need to be reminded of the answered prayers that God has answered, the won battles, the gigantic blessings, the grace given, the comfort afforded, the health we have, and even the life we live. We need to be reminded of the joy we get to feel and even the pain that we have, the luxury of experiencing. You may ask why, Joshua? Well, we need to to be reminded of this because every now and then it's hard to sometimes remember that God is a miracle worker. Friends, it's time for us to remember that God births miracles any day and every day. And if by chance you don't believe it, go to your bathroom for a moment. Look directly in the miracle and you will see a miracle shining right back at you. It's you. Isaiah reminds Israel and us to not overlook the power of God because God is able to work in spite of us. He works in spite of our past and even our present and also in our future. God is a miracle worker. But not only does God provide miracles, that's amazing, right? God also provides a brand new reality. You see, Isaiah points us Godward and reveals this truth in verse 18 by saying, do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Now, if you're like me this week, I promise I get it. I said, hold on, Isaiah, you're contradicting yourself. I said, hold on, Isaiah. I don't really understand what you're saying, because in verses 16 and 17, you took us right back down memory lane. And now in verse 18, you're telling us, hold on, don't think about your past. Don't ponder the things of old. Which is it, brother Isaiah? (laughs) Well, friends, Isaiah told me this week some things. I tarried with Isaiah. I prayed about Isaiah and I got an answer that I'm going to share with all of you. You see, Isaiah has told me and revealed to me that it's not wrong for us to remember or to reflect on the past as long as we use that past to propel us forward to where God wants us to be. But it is wrong for us to reflect and remember the past and just stay right there. Oftentimes, friends, here's a hard pill to swallow, but we distort our past in positive, but also in negative ways. We were usually not as great as we remember. And oftentimes we may not like to admit it, but things may have not been as horrible as they seemed. Mm. 
Isaiah offers us fantastic wisdom in the text. He tells us that if the past can't push you toward where God wants you to be, here's what we must do in 2021. Let it go. If your past hinders your growth or your development or even your maturation, we should put it in file 13 and throw a party when the trash people come and pick it up. Isaiah tells Israel to let go of former things. This prophet tells us to let go of former things. Why? Because God is developing, shaping, molding and preparing a brand new reality for us. And friends, we can't capture the blessings of God if we are so clinging to our past. Friends, even in 2021, the real reason that there is so much divisiveness and division in society is because we are taking old methods and old ways of things and we're trying to put them in a brand new year, put them in brand new relationships, and it will not do. History is history for a reason. Your new reality is a new reality for a reason. And so friends, here's another part of scripture. Stop taking old ways and old wine and putting it in new wineskins. Friends, we must understand that God has this uh, unimaginable new reality for us. But for us to capture it, we must learn to let things go. For a moment, if you will, if you wrestle with that thought like I did, I know because it's hard. Think about a five-year-old. Have you ever tried to take candy away from a five-year-old? It's not a pleasant experience. The five-year-old will try to hide the candy. The five-year-old may even try to eat all the candy at once. The only reason this candy will not be taken away from this five-year-old is because it's theirs. And just because it's theirs, They don't want to give it to you. Sadly, friends, we're similar to that five-year-old where some of us do just about anything to hold on to our past and former things. We hold on to former issues and former circumstances of life. And God is saying, will you let go of what once was to capture what is? Will you let go of your past to embrace the greatness that I have prepared For you, I want you to ask yourself right now this personal question. Am I hindering my development because I won't let go of my past? Friends, if you would let go of your past, I promise God is able, willing and capable of blessing you in more unimaginable ways. Friends, God provides He provides so many great things for us daily. But in our text right here in verse 18, it's no judgment. I want you to understand and I sympathize and empathize with you that it's hard to let things go. But as God is desiring to gift Israel with a brand new reality, God desires to gift us with a brand new reality. God shows us through Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16 through 18, that God wants to infiltrate our lives with wonderful miracles, great blessings to ultimately provide a brand new reality for all of us. And so in this year of 2021, every time that you're presented with a challenge, every time someone tells you you're not good enough, Every time something may not go your way, I need you to repeat this truth God provides. 
Every time it seems dark, bleak and and just brim, I need you to say God provides. Because if you constantly remind yourself that God provides, you will always have hope no matter what you experience. Friends, God provides miracles. He provides a brand new reality. But yet in verses 19 through 21, we get to really see and lean into the text. And it brings out this truth that God provides awestruck redemption. Friends, to be full of all and how God delivers his children is defined as awestruck redemption in action. This is exactly what the text in Isaiah 43 verses 19 through 21 is designed to teach us. As Isaiah says, behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will glorify me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. The people whom I formed for myself will declare my praise. That's a beautiful part of scripture because Isaiah is speaking on the behalf of our loving God. He's telling the people of Israel that if you think past miracles were exciting and great in a contemporary manner, he's basically saying you ain't seen nothing yet. You see, these miracles will leave Israel in awe as God redeems them. But what should make us full length happy and forever faithful to God is because Israel is not the only individuals who have experienced awestruck redemption. This right now, get a copy of God's word electronically or physically and look at Isaiah 43 verses 19 through 20. And you're going to notice that this is not just Israel's testimony, but in fact, it's our testimony. It's a testimony of what God has done in all of our lives. You see, God did a new thing by gifting us with breath in our body and blood in our veins. God has even done a brand new thing by leading us to experience 20. 2021. Friends, God allowed greatness better than a new car smell to spring forth in the miracle in human form by the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus came to earth. He died for us. He redeemed us. And it leaves us every day when we think about it in a state of awe. God provided a roadway to eternity with him as he sent Jesus and it quenched our thirsty souls and provided a remedy to all of our mistakes. And now we have many, 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 many reasons to give high praise to Jesus because God sent Jesus to put his super on our natural and it quenched our thirst and saturated us with the beautiful love of God. God provided for Israel miracles, a new reality, and awestruck redemption. But God provides miracles, a new reality, and awestruck redemption for all of us. Friends, come what may in 2021, never forget that God is a miracle worker. He provides a new reality. And every day is a chance to see God at work as he works out and provides awestruck redemption. Friends, in 2021, I know it hadn't been the most desirable. We still have a national pandemic going on. 
We still have some fighting going on. We still have regular problems, bills and everything else, running our household and caring for our kids. Kids, you still have tests. You still have teachers, even if it may be virtual or in person. But in the midst of the year not being what you may want it to be, God still provides. You see, Isaiah was trying to tell all of Israel that even though things may not be the best right now, it doesn't mean that God will not allow it to be better later. And so, friends, we hang on to that truth in our contemporary context that better is on the way. And so even right now, from right where you are, If you are watching this, man, woman, boy, or girl, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, all I ask is that you pray right now with me because there's no greater time than the present. So let's pray together. God, I admit that I need Jesus. I believe that Christ died for me, and I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. In Christ's name, amen. If you've just prayed that prayer, or even if you have any other prayer requests, because 2021 has already given us a lot to pray for, we don't want you to pray alone. We want to pray with and for you. So feel free to email us at altogether at spdl.org. Also, friends, we thank you for inviting us into your living rooms and into the coffee shops and right there, even into your cell phones as you're listening. And we want to keep this going. But if you want to keep this going and God has opened up your heart and said, hey, you know, I want to sow into this ministry. You can do so by going to spdl.org and under under the drop down menu, you're going to see all together and you can give as God leads. Friends, as we reflect on Isaiah 43, verses 16 through 21, all week, read that. That's our testimony, just like it was Israel's testimony. But take this takeaway with you. It's real short. God is a merciful miracle worker. Remember that. Begin with the end in mind by remembering your creator, accepting God's invitation to eternity, and remembering God provides. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.